Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, enjoy this message in our current series, Signs of Life. I am always surprised during this season of the year. It just, I mean, I know what's coming, but it always sort of just takes me off guard a little bit. It surprises me. And here's why. One, I'm surprised at how busy it is. I was telling some of our leaders this morning, uh, this may be like the busiest week of the year at Cape Cod Church. It's just like everything is happening. We're wrapping up Operation Christmas Child. The truck is out there. They've been loading it all week. It, I think it heads out tomorrow. Today we've got the turkey drive in the rain. Those kids are serving double time out there, collecting for the community. Uh, we've got Missions Month. We're introducing all of these projects. Wednesday night is communion. And then on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, an army of volunteers come in and kind of flip the place upside down and by next Sunday when we come in it's Christmas at Cape Cod Church it's just like yeah (laughs) it's exhausting and it's awesome like it's just like the whole the whole season and I do feel like it is some years ago we just started describing it as a season of generosity that those things all came together and they kind of ended up a season that we didn't plan it that way it just sort of happened that way and we're so grateful for it. I think the other thing is, is I'm surprised at the moment, right? Like this is a moment where we challenge ourselves as a church. Like it's a whole month, like you know what's coming in three Sundays of like, hey, look what God could do through us and it stretches us. And we've been introducing last week, we introduced the project in, in Tanzania and we invited you to give and to go. And uh, this week you're going to meet Brian in a little bit and you're going to hear about another project we're launching and I don't want to give that away. And then next week we've got, I think we've got six of our community partners are going to be with us and we're going to introduce two more projects. And through the month, honestly, we're introducing about almost $200,000 worth of projects that we want to partner in, fund, and then help to actually physically complete in the next year. And honestly, it's a big stretch. Every time we get into it, I'm a little bit, I get a little bit of a ball, a pit ball in my stomach, like, oh my goodness, this is like a push and it's a pandemic. And then we get in the middle of it. And honestly, it's inspiring you know, it's it's energizing. And I, I get that after when I talk with people and I hear how it's affecting them and how they see themselves being a part of it. And so that's what we're asking you to do this month. We're just saying, hey, sit back, watch, listen, and then pray. Pray for those who are going and pray for what God would have you to do, because that's a part of it. Like, God, how do you want me to be a part of making this a reality. Because here's how we do this at Cape Cod Church. We, we're going to show you the projects. And if you want more details, man, stop by in the lobby. Uh, we've got uh, these sheets that sort of look like that. That's, that. There was not a handy way to do that because I had to give up my headset for Brian today. So there's these. It tells you all about the projects that we're doing. There's forms out there where you can volunteer to go and to be a part of it. And then as far as giving, what we invite you to do is... 
if you designate something to missions, here's what we do. 100% of what comes in for missions goes out for missions. We give all of it away to our partners. So what you give in your regular giving is what supports the ministry that we're doing here on Cape Cod uh, and uh, in our church and through our communities. And then what you give to missions is what we give out to others in support of the work God has called them to do. So we invite you to be a part of it. But first, we want you to sit back and listen to stories. And today, this is, uh, we've got two we want you to hear, and it's really sort of inspiring. inspiring. Now, I'm going to introduce in just a second Allison, and we're not going to share all of the details. And part of that is because we broadcast on the internet, we've got a giant social media presence, and uh, Allison is going to serve in the Middle East. And so we're going to leave some of those, for security purposes, we're going to leave some details off, but you're going to see enough and you're going to be inspired by it. Because back in 2015, uh, Allison was sitting right where you are sitting, literally, here at Cape Cod Church. And we announced, Brian was, uh, had been with us, I think, the year before, and we announced that we were going to do a trip uh, to Nicaragua. And she signed up and went on that trip. And through that, God began to work in her life and her heart uh, towards ministry and a call to missions. She has been serving uh, in the local church, and she's been preparing and training to go to the mission field and to serve and give her life to that. I want you to hear her story of how God is doing that in her life, and I've already taken way too much thunder. So, I want you to hear from her. Would you help me to welcome Allison as she comes to share her story of what God's calling her to do? Good morning, Cape Cod Church. It's so good to be with you this Sunday in person. Uh, last year, around this time, I actually sent a video in for an update, so you saw me on a screen, so it's just really special to be with you today in person. And I'm honored to be able to share a little bit about my story of how God has moved my heart. But to be honest, I always have an internal struggle when I'm asked to share about my life with other people. I would gladly share with you all the things that God has been doing in the lives of others, especially those I've worked with in New York City this past year. But as I was preparing for today, I was reminded by the Spirit that God works in my life um, and moves in my life, and it's just a small example of how He desires and is working in the lives of all of His children, including me and including you. So I will humbly share my story with you, and I hope and pray that it encourages you and it maybe even confirms in you what God has already been sharing with you. So like Pastor Ven said, my story began in 2015 when I joined Cape Cod Church to go on my first ever uh, missions trip and the church's first mission trip to Nicaragua. I was just like you sitting here Sunday after Sunday worshiping. I was a part of a small group and served when I was able. I love to travel, experience new cultures, and to serve, so this trip seemed like a perfect fit. What I wasn't expecting was that God would use this trip and the local missionary there to introduce me to international missions. The work we did was extremely rewarding, and the need was so obvious. My heart began to break when we were working in the, those communities, 
and I started to vocalize um, what was going on within me one night at dinner. Who will be speaking later, uh, the missionary there, he decided to ask me one of the strangest questions, I think, but um, he asked if I would ever consider being a missionary. Um, or if I wanted to use my marketing degree to help with international missions. I was floored. I had just started a full-time position, ministry position, working with children and youth, and I knew that God had led me to that, and I wanted to be faithful to it. But and now I was being offered a different proposition, one that was terrifying, but one that my heart was secretly really interested in. I came back from Nicaragua, and I was a disaster. I wanted to go back immediately because it was there that I felt useful and that my work was making a difference. I had this struggle for many months and even ended up going on another short-term trip to Ecuador within the same year. The same thing happened. Um, I came back from the States or came back to the States and was a disaster and wanted to go back immediately. That trip was a little different for me because I actually went as an individual and I started to see what it could look like to be a single person doing ministry overseas. It was around that time that I got connected to a worker who worked in South Asia for over 15 years. It was clear that this was a desire of mine, yet I knew nothing about missions, and so she became a huge support and mentor for me. I ended up enrolling in a course called Perspectives on the World Christian Movement. And if this, everything before that time didn't confirm what was already going on in my heart, this class made it concrete. Over the span of six months, uh, I learned the biblical, cultural, historical, and strategic perspectives of international missions. It was around the second or third week of the 15-week course when we were knee-deep in the Bible uh, portion that it became obvious that reaching the nations and sharing the gospel with all peoples is God's heart and desire for the world, and I wanted to be a part of that. After the course was over, I knew that it would be disobedient not to pursue this further. Uh, with the information I received from the course, uh, with my mentor's help, I started researching and speaking with sending agencies and ended up applying to one. I went through the strenuous application process, was vetted, and ultimately accepted and approved to do this type of work. For the past year, I have been in New York City participating in a training that prepares workers to move, live, and serve cross-culturally overseas. I was trained on how to uh, adjust to a different culture, how to manage stress, which I'm still working on, <laughs> how to work effectively on a team, how to implement disciple and church planning strategies with the goal of having local indigenous movements led by nationals, personal development, and more. I also started doing cross-cultural ministry from the comfort of my own country and in a language I knew how to speak, which is huge. <laughs> uh, I would prayer walk around our neighborhood in the Bronx, uh, started conversations with strangers on park benches, which if you know anything about New York City, you know how bizarre that is. Uh, I also engaged in spiritual conversations with people, um, celebrated religious festivals and holidays, facilitated Bible studies with interested Muslim women, uh, and so much more. Our team even saw one Bengali man um, come to faith this year, which is really exciting. 
Uh, I've moved back uh, a few months ago and am preparing, like Ben said, to move to the Middle East in January. I'll be focusing on learning Arabic and Middle Eastern and Arab culture. Uh, on the path to fluency, which takes some times, I takes take some time. Um, I do hope to build meaningful relationships with locals, living out loud as a follower of Jesus, helping teach English at a local community center, and praying for opportunities to share Bible stories and the gospel with others. Long term, uh, I hope to work with what I would call underserved peoples. So these are individuals such as refugees, women, children, and the disabled while also using my business degree to help uh, market businesses better or start businesses. Looking back, all I see is a young Cape Cod girl who listened, sorry. <laughs> who just listened to the prompting within her. I didn't think I was listening at the time. I was just doing what I thought was best. But looking back, I see that these were small baby steps that God was um, helping me walk through and pursue, and um, I honored that. And those steps have led me to today. It's what has led me to leave the comfort of my home, my family, a secure job that I loved, a language I understood, in a future that was good, but I've traded it for something different. Why? Why would I, why would so many others choose to do this? Because God is worth it. He is worth this. He's worth the worship of the nations. He's worth, he's worth our devotion in our very lives. This profession is special, or job, whatever you want to call it. And I think it's worth recognizing that. Some might say it's a calling. Um, and I would say if you have this desire, if you think God is piercing your heart for the world, listen. Listen. Some say that um, you may get an audible voice from the Lord to do this. I know not of one person. But what I do know is that God will grant you unexplainable peace as you pursue this. He'll confirm it to you by scripture, by situations, and people. And he will open doors that will never be able to be shut. Thank you so much for letting me share my story. Stay standing, stay standing. We're going to pray together. A couple of weeks ago on Vision Sunday, uh, our fifth point was a culture of celebration that reflects heaven. This is what heaven celebrates. And when we stand in applause, we're simply reflecting the praise of heaven, of what God is doing in one life and in the life of our church. And we want to pray for you.
as a church. And so, standing together, I would just invite you to bow with me as we pray uh, God's blessing for you to learn a language, because that terrifies all of us, um, to go to a strange place, but that he would give you much fruit. Could we pray that together, church? Father, we, we applaud what you applaud. We applaud the man from Bengali who said yes to Jesus, who we've never met and probably never will meet, but whose life was transformed by the faithfulness of those answering a call. But Father, we, we see that as just one step, one, one place of beginning. One lost sheep was found. And so we pray for, for fruit, for more. Through the work that Allison is giving her life to. Father, we're grateful to be able to partner with her, to invest in what she's doing, to, to send her with the confidence of friends and family and church behind who support her every step of the way. Father, and today we stop to pray. We pray for safety. We don't hardly understand, Father, the, the challenge and the risk, and the fear that can go along with something like this. But Father, we ask that you would go with her and go before her, that you'd put a hedge of protection around her. Father, that you'd provide her with wisdom that she doesn't have and understanding that you would Father, give her the ability to speak a language and make inroads into a culture and do those things that we consider impossible to take the good news of the gospel, the story of life and life to the full to people who have never heard it. And Father, we pray that this story, that this testimony of one who heard your prompting and said yes, would inspire others who are standing here right now, who sense your call in their lives to some form of ministry, Father, to dedicating their lives to that call, that they would say yes. Father, keep sending more and more out of Cape Cod Church. We pray in Jesus' name. Would you reflect the applause of heaven with me one more time for the work that God has called Allison to do? I have the privilege of introducing our, uh, our next speaker. Um, first met uh, this large gentleman uh, in Nicaragua back in 2015. Uh, Pastor Ben, uh, when, when I got here, said, uh, we need to start doing mission trips. We need to start taking people on mission trips. And I said, okay, what's a mission trip? Um, but, but he said, there's this guy that you need to uh, connect with, and let's do our first trip with him. And it turned out to be Brian Weed. And Brian was in Nicaragua. He had been there for uh, uh, since uh, about 2000, 2000, 2001 with his, his wife, Rachel, and his three girls. And they were doing missions uh, in a way that uh, few people do. And you'll hear some of that story in a minute. Um, but sure enough, we took uh, that trip, and uh, Allison was on that trip. And a couple, uh, couple of the rest of you were on that trip. And it was absolutely the best trip ever because of Brian Weed. 
he's a man who's on fire uh, for what he's doing. He's a man who has incredible vision, and uh, he's a man who uh, does things in an unusual way. So uh, I want him to tell the story, and I want him to tell you about uh, where we're going next as partners. But would you give a warm uh, Cape Cod Church welcome to Brian Wade. Tom, appreciate you. It is good to be here in a church that likes to celebrate things. And, you know, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you with Allison. And when you run into somebody like Allison and they come on a missions trip, um, as a missionary and, and a missionary over multiple countries and going and spreading and, and looking out to grow and reach people, by the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands, you've got to start thinking, where's the sharp folks? So I was looking at Alice and I'm like, I want to recruit that girl. And I asked her, would you consider being a missionary? And then would you consider being a missionary with us? And would you consider using your skill sets? Well, she was doing the good stuff. She was in church, she was faithful, she was on a missions trip and I was trying to recruit her to do some God stuff and all these years later, she's already doing it, and God has called her to the God stuff, and God recruited her, not me. And so I would just say, let's celebrate Allison. You know, you guys sent her, and it happened. You know, as a missionary to Nicaragua, I told my wife several years ago, in fact, I was struggling about the time you came to Nicaragua, and I told my wife, I said, we have one of the fastest growing ministries in our organization, but I don't feel like this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. I think God wants something more. Then we expanded and started working in Costa Rica and Cuba and Panama and things kept growing there. And we launched a thing called Avance Sports that originated in Nicaragua. Funny story, it actually started with a conversation by the, man of, by the name of Alexis Arguello. A former professional fighter convinced me how to do church planting. And he said, the problem with uh, the pastors and the missionaries in, in my country is they don't step out of their own properties and get into the neighborhoods. So that's what we did. And that Avance Sports started spreading throughout the church plants that we were doing. Now we're in five Latin American countries and four African countries. And it's continuing to grow because God is doing the God stuff around the world because of churches like Cape Cod that's getting behind missions. That's something to celebrate. I think of how it went into Costa Rica and a Division I athlete in Costa Rica, a pastor who quit professional sports to become a pastor, helped us launch Avance Sports in Costa Rica. I think of how that is reaching the masses there. How a young Buddhist kid accepted Christ in one of our Familia Avance churches in Panama, graduated from the seminary, launched a church, and, and now he is also the director of Avance Sports Panama. We just were there two weeks ago. We worked with 1,100, over 1,100 youth, and 35 kids got saved two weeks ago in Panama. That's worth celebrating. And when Cape Cod went to Nicaragua and they spent some time with us in Nicaragua, 
what happened? We worked in Ciudad Sandino. We worked in Zona or Zona Seis, the sixth zone of the city. In that area, it is known as the worst neighborhood of the worst city in all of Nicaragua. And they're like, you're like, well, you know, if you'd have told me that, we may not have gone, right? The national police were so excited of the impact that was already happening because of Avance Sports in that community that they made sure that your team was taken care of. In that neighborhood, one young man was the one that was feared the most and he joined our soccer program and he's the kid you kind of wished that had not joined. Because he was scary and he was mean and he was rough and he was tough and that kid, because of Cape Cod Church investing in Ciudad Sandino, in Zona Seis, in that city, and investing in that church, that kid is now the worship pastor of that church. Thank you, Cape Cod. Now we're focusing on a project. You'll see the sheets out in your foyer. And they're on the table and there's signups for the missions trips. We're focusing on a man by the name of Gustavo who married his wife, Rosi, who graduated from the seminary. They both got saved in the Familia Avance Costa Rica churches. Were raised up in the seminary there and they're, they've, they're, they're pastoring a church in one of the roughest neighborhoods of the San Jose Valley of Costa Rica. It's rough, it's tough, it's poor, and we have the opportunity to exponentially expand their impact into that community by developing a wellness center, a small group center, it'll actually work as a youth center, to just grow that ministry to help that pastor who's so faithful, who's originally from Nicaragua, who fled the revolution in 1982. And God had a plan for his life for Leon Trece, Costa Rica, and Cape Cod is now getting behind that couple, that church, that community to make Jesus known. Thank you. You see, Leon Trece, Costa Rica, needs Cape Cod Church. The 40000 that it's going to take to build the life group and wellness center there is worth every penny to reach hundreds of thousands of people. And how is that possible? Well, because Familia Avance was started by my in-laws 50 years ago. And they have one of the largest, most aggressive church plant organizations in that country, and it is exploding more every year because of faithful churches like yours backing the ministry but we have to make God driven decisions and I I love a book that came out so many years ago it was the prayer of Jabez remember when that became popular like 20 some years ago and like everybody had the little devos and you had the prayer of Jabez book I mean, it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's two verses how do you make a book off two verses right well Wilkerson figured it out and then he had the book on two verses, the prayer of Jabez. Then he had the Bible study of these two verses, the prayer of Jabez Bible study, and the prayer of Jabez devotions. And then like 20-some years ago, everybody was preaching about Jabez and him asking for God to expand his territory, which means, in essence, to expand our impact. 
You see, I wasn't from a church family originally, and my very unsafe family became Christian, so this whole thing was a learning process for me in my life. And when I heard about this prayer of Jabez thing where you could ask God to expand your territory, man, I bet. So I was in language school in Costa Rica, and I started praying for that, and God gave us the exponential ministry. And Nicaragua grew, and then it grew into other countries. And then a group of businessmen developed an organization called Trailhead International. 100% of gifts go to the projects because we have a charitable fund that pays for the marketing girl, that pays for the executive director, that pays for the, the accountant, that pays half of my salary. And the other half of my salary is paid for, for my, or, or, my original organization. Imagine if somebody sends a dollar, a dollar goes to the mission field. If somebody sends 2.8 million to, them, to, to us, 2.8 million goes to the mission field. And I say that because we need approximately $3 million for next year. Because I just made a proposal for 60 church buildings. God is on the move. It's time that the church thinks big, thinks God-sized, and thinks like Jabez. You see there in that text in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, you have several hundred names. And they just kind of list them off like, oh, whatever, doesn't matter. They're unimportant. And then you come to this text, and it says, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His, mother's, his mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. The entire time was painful. Everything was difficult. Everything was a struggle. The time, the culture, everything was horrible. It was kind of like living COVID. How everything just like messed us up. And some people even kind of lost hope. And some churches even lost hope. But see, God was in control in, in the time of Jabez, and God is in control in 2021 and 2022. It may be a struggle, so listen to what we ask for when things aren't going wonderful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And here's the cool part. And God granted him his request. You see, thinking God-sized is what makes the Great Commission possible. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, honestly, there's 8 billion people on planet Earth. Either God is so powerful that something like that to him is possible, or it's just ridiculous. You see, I believe that the Bible is truth. I believe that God is absolute truth. I believe that he developed a plan. His plan was radical. The world is big. The population is huge, but God still has a plan. And when you can write a proposal for 60 churches... And it's going to cost over $2.8 You want to celebrate something? 
We already have a donor for 59 of those churches. So how do we live out a God-driven life? God-driven actions? Seek God-sized vision like Jabez did. He says, Jabez prayed to the God of Israel. Seek God's face. You are a Christian. You don't have to be a pastor, a missionary. Seek God's face and say, God, what will you have me to do like Allison did? She's walking out of a perfectly wonderful, excellent future to go be a missionary in the Middle East. What sounds ludicrous is not. It's the God stuff. You see, God dares us to ask for big requests. You don't have because you don't ask. Call on me and I will answer you and show you great things that you don't even know about yet. That's the God of creation telling us, just ask. Dream big, pray big, mean it, live it out. Live the word of God. You see, this church is led by a man who had to flee a communist revolution at 15 years old. The world is not perfect. Before preaching today, I was on the phone with Cuba and I was on the phone with Nicaragua. The world is not perfect. These are not the conversations I like to enjoy before I preach. But guess what? God is already on the move doing more stuff in Cuba and more stuff in Nicaragua. And I get to meet with our Cuban staff on Tuesday over the phone. See, God-sized vision, folks. Expect miracles. You guys are going pretty aggressive on missions right now. Expect miracles. Don't drift through life without a purpose and a dream. You see, Leon Trece Costa Rica and Pastor Gustavo and his wife, Rosie, they need you. They pulled a move very, very similar to Allison's. You see, Rosie had just graduated from college with a nursing degree in Costa Rica after getting saved. Then immediately upon graduation, surrenders the ministry and goes to the seminary. Crazy, ludicrous, insanity. No, it's radical. It's radical Christianity. It's doing something, the God stuff, stuff that matters for the kingdom because there's almost 8 billion people on planet Earth. Folks, we have to expect chances to win the lost. There is a real heaven, and we have to take as many people there with us as possible. Do this for me. The figure eight. Can you do the figure eight? Figure eight kind of represents infinity. The figure eight can kind of represent eternity. But now you do this. Every now and then do a blip. 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 Now, as you're doing this, that's all of eternity before you were born. While you're doing this, this is all of eternity after you die. That little blip, that's your entire 70, 80, or 90 years on planet Earth. Blip. 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 What are you going to do with your blip? 
What are you going to do with your blip? You see, we don't do something with our blip. There's a real heaven, there's a real hell. People go to one of those two places and we get to do something about it. And when you use your blip, it matters. That's your time, your finances, your Leon Trece Costa Rica's, and you get to be a part of something really radical where there's some businessmen who own very large corporations that are saying, we're gonna get behind the church and we're gonna match churches and we're gonna do whatever it takes and I work with those men and they love God and they love Jesus. And when they go on missions trips, they get to step away from corporate America for a moment and break down in tears for what's happening for the gospel's sake. Seek God-sized vision, expect miracles. Do anything God asks. You see, when he said, expand my territory, and you say, expand my territory, expand my impact, who knows what God's going to do? And it may be huge in your life. Finally, give God our best, like Jabez did. Your very, very best. William Carey said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. He was a lifelong missionary to India. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. Don't be okay with the status quo. Be the church that makes people a priority. Missions is people that don't know Jesus yet. You know, motivation is powerful. Your band is phenomenal. I love going uh, to speak after a band does a phenomenal job, and they did. And a church that is going to support us in 2022 for some rapid food relief, this song was launched in their church, and then it became known and is used in churches today. The lyrics are quick. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children. I don't even know the pastor personally where this song was launched, but I do know that they're gonna do rapid food relief and help Nicaraguans and help our churches reach people with the gospel next year. A thousand generations. Make his face shine upon you. May his favor be upon you. Folks, seek God. There is a real God. There is a real heaven. And he's waiting for us to reach more people, to take as many people to heaven with us as possible. Nothing really matters outside of that. Do what God asks and give your very, very best with your blip, your blip, because all of this eternity is foreverness. All the forever before you were born, all the forever after you're born, and you're going to spend all eternity in that infinity. So what does everything else matter outside of your blip? Because your blip is your chance 
to do something huge for the gospel's sake? Have we sought God for a great ambition as Christians? I know your church has. Or you would not be calling me up and saying, hey, what kind of projects do you have? If somebody calls me up and says, what kind of projects do you have? I'm like, oh, I got you covered with projects. With 8 billion people, we got tons of projects. And it's all about winning one more for Christ. One more for Christ. Have we had a glimpse of what God wants to do in our life yet? Seek God and he will show you what he wants out of you and for you and because of you. Seek his face. Be an Allison. Go, God, what would you have me to do? I know I have all these plans, but what would you have me to do? She's living a life of significance. Imagine $40,000 can impact an entire community in a country like Costa Rica. The entire country is the size of West Virginia, and you're going to focus on one really huge population of that country. That's a big vision. That's a big deal for all of eternity. As I close out this message, this focus on Jabez, I think about him saying, please be with me in all that I do. That's him saying, God, I'm going to give you my best. Be with me. Guide me. Let me do the God stuff, not just the good stuff. I want to be doing your stuff, what you have planned, my purpose in life. And I will say this as we close the message. Something I like to state every time I speak. Take this to heart. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last and last and last and last. What are you going to do for the kingdom? Not this year, not next year. What are you going to do for the kingdom of God for the rest of your life? Maybe for some of you, it's saying, hey, I'm going to get involved in Leon Teresa Costa Rica. I'm going to get involved in that project in Tanzania, Africa, which, by the way, that missionary is amazing. I know him, he's incredible. What are you going to get involved with that matters? What type of significance and God stuff do you want to be a part of? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to be your soldiers, but not just any soldiers. God, we thank you that we can be the special forces of the cross. Lord, that we can go that next level we can do something big for your kingdom or I just ask that as we are the special forces of the cross that you call out to do the God stuff the big stuff the big vision that you would just bless Cape Cod and these people in such a way that the impact will be so great that other churches want to figure out what they're doing that other Christians want to figure out what's the secret. That not only can they 
do big stuff for your kingdom, but they can provoke others to love and good works within the local church. We thank you for the example of Jabez, but help us live it. Help us ask for an, an impact, an enlarged impact, an enlarged territory. Help us believe that it can happen, but Lord, help us seek your face as Christians. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Brian Weed, ladies and gentlemen. So um, we, we want to pray for you as a congregation. Um, first, a uh, uh, question or two about the, about the trip. We're going to take a team down to uh, Leon Trece. It looks like Leon 13, but it's actually Leon Trece. So it's a construction project, um, and so we want to take some folks who are, are uh, up for some construction work, but there's going to be other things for folks to do, too. Correct. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about what, uh, what a team might do other than just the construction. Our churches are very holistic in their love uh, for others. It's not just for a church, because we believe that the church should show Christ's love on so many different levels. So you may be working with youth, with adults, with children, in children's ministry, but it's also well like a medical center. Now, we, we have an actual full-blown medical center in Nicaragua, but we can do mobile medical centers. We need people that aren't specifically a specific career. We just need people to love Jesus. Because you go into a neighborhood like that and you show Christ's love, it impacts the community. And so you just go across the gamut, adult, youth, children, feeding, uh, medical, you name it, we can we can do that right there at that location that you guys are building. Awesome, awesome. As, as you always say, the number one uh, number one skill you need is willingness. Yeah. Willingness, good. Well, we want we do want to pray for you as a church. And uh, church, would you would you stand uh, as we pray for uh, Brian and his ministry? Um, we're going to be uh, the trip's going to be sometime in uh, in early summer. We haven't yes. set a date yet, so uh, you can find out more information as Brian mentioned out at the table in the lobby. Uh, he'll be there, I'll be there, and we can uh, tell you all about the trip. Let, let us pray for uh, for Brian, Father. We uh, we thank you for um, those men and women that you uh, send, uh, those men and women who who answer the call and uh, decide to use their blip for your glory. Uh, thank you for Brian and Rachel and his three girls and uh, the work they've done uh, in Nicaragua and now all over Latin America and, in, and in fact, Lord, all over the world. And we ask you to continue to bless his willingness, his number one quality, his willingness to chase after your glory uh, on behalf of your kingdom. Uh, we as a congregation uh, love this partnership and thank you for it and just ask you to bless it and to uh, expand our territory as we work with Brian and Rachel and, and uh, the people of Costa Rica in the coming year, and uh, who knows what else in the years after that. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thanks for tuning in to this message from our Signs of Life series. If this is your first time listening, we would love to meet you in person. We have services every Sunday at 10 a.m. in East Falmouth, Massachusetts, or if you're not local, you can join us for our live stream services on YouTube at the same time. If you enjoyed the Cape Cod Church podcast, we hope you'll consider leaving us a review too so that other people can discover us as well. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Cape Cod Church. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.